how do I start this thing? How do you plug the bloody USB in? Yeah, it's in. Nah, man, wrong point. Oh, wait, it's flashing now. Is it? Re- oh, wait, it's recording. Well, let's start this thing, fool. Hello, I'm Sam. And I'm Amelia. Welcome back to Ask Duo Podcast. Podcast where we aim to build a better mindset for better relationships. And another relationship topic that we're going to bring today is about temptations and cheating. Tasty. <laughs> Sam's favorite topic. <laughs> Not for a particular reason. <laughs> Sus. But yeah, let's start off with just a background about us because this question has actually been asked towards us a few different times throughout like with different people so there's been like other podcasters that's asked us there's been guests that's asked us and like friends and stuff like that so <laughs> choked on our own spit mate <laughs> choked on my own spit. <laughs> so let's just give people a bit of background about us in case they haven't heard our dating story so we've been dating for 10 years we're married now and that's quite a long time. And we've also been friends for six years before that. So, yeah, a lot of people have questions around how, you know, when friendship or when our relationship gets stale, what do we do? Or, like, how do we deal with temptation? So we're going to answer these questions in this episode today. Yeah. But I'll start off. <laughs> <laughs> you like DJ or something? Yeah. <laughs> we'll start off with just the stats that I found. So this stat from their research and from what people have responded from these like studies that they've done, they were saying Pull out your Pokedex, mate. Here's what I prepared earlier. <laughs> so they were saying sixty percent of men and forty five percent of women are actually willing to report that an affair has occurred sometime in their marriage and it suggests that seventy percent of all marriages experience an affair. So I found this actually really interesting. This was actually on an Australian like government website on like relationship. Aussie? Yeah, Australian government website. Shit. They were saying that that's the study and I was just surprised because that percentage is quite high. Like seventy percent of all marriages experience an affair. So That's you, pretty you better not cheat on me. That's pretty hectic. <laughs> Everyone's getting some jiggy jiggy. No. <laughs> External jiggy jiggy. But I wanted to see what you thought about this stat. Do you think it's true? Do you? Oh, like- uh, look, I w- I thought females would probably be more active because it's easy for girls to get jiggy. I find it's like just from a I guess from my mentality point of view at my age, it's probably harder for a guy to go out there and get some as opposed to girls. Really? Yeah, I reckon so nah, because. Actually- I think the other way. I think, look, it's to, in order to get some, it's all about first impressions. So if you're a dude and you're not attractive, it's a game over because it's, for, it's all based on first impressions, right? And that's just my opinion. You're entitled to disagree. Yeah, but I do disagree. I feel that it's all based on first impressions, like I said. So why I think it's the other way around is because women are more in emotionally attached. So they have a higher tendency to be loyal. I'm not saying men aren't loyal, but I'm just saying in this case, women have 
are very emotionally attached and they do really want to be with someone, stick with someone. Whereas guys, it's quite easier to not be emotionally attached. Yeah, but what in the relationship or marriage where the man is not providing the female? Well, the that guy might get bored. The female could get bored. <laughs> well, anyways, studies have shown that men have a high okay, percentage. Well, yeah. Anyways, that's just some little stats that I thought was really interesting, so I thought bring it in. But in terms of that, I wanted to see what loyalty means to you. Loyalty means to me far out, hey? Right or die, baby. Uh, it's, yeah, look, loyalty is about sticking with that person. Obviously, you're making that commitment, but it's all about, you know, riding with that person. I mean, like as stupid as that sounds, it makes sense when you put it in that way. It's yeah. like you're sticking with that person through thick and thin. Yeah, exactly. Like exactly that. You grow with that person because people change over time. You learn new things. You do develop new characteristics or something like as long as their values and all that stuff is still the same they haven't changed people evolve they change they might you know change a bit of how they are the small things that they love they might have loved ramen sometime at a point in their life now they don't love ramen anymore now you try something different and it's just growing with that person and sticking with them even though they may have evolved over time yeah. and what you said working through the thick and thin yeah 100 percent. i think Sometimes in relationships, as soon as a challenge that they can't resolve happens, then they're like, okay, maybe this is for us. Like, at some point, there is something. A time where you do need to let things go. But if it's a challenge, that's difficult, but you can work through it and you you still have opportunities to try through different ways to try and fix this challenge. That's how you stay loyal, I think, rather than being, whoa, you know, you've done this wrong and then something happens, oh, you've done this wrong as well and then you're like, nah, I can't be with this person and then you kind of change. And it's also being honest too. Like if you really don't like something that they're doing, just being honest rather than not saying anything and then trying to test the waters outside of your relationship. Yeah, I think that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. So the one thing that people have asked us though is after being in a relationship for so long, how do we deal with temptations? Temptations as in? Just however you want to interpret it. Oh. Shit. Uh, I guess temptations is temptations. Throughout my journey in life, of course, it's going to be things that you see and things that you come by. You know, there's always plenty of fish out in the sea that you just meet and you're like, oh, I wonder what salmon tastes like. God damn. <laughs> or you're like, oh, I wonder what this kingfish tastes like. What about it when it's cooked? You know, and it's like the different flavors out there. You know what You've I'm saying? You just ruined fish for me. <laughs> oh yeah, fish baby. Uh, look, yeah. So I guess from from my point, temptations is just temptations, and it's just about knowing your limitations as to what you can and can't do. Mm. So from my point of view, in this scenario, if there's a female out there that is more attractive, and I'm sure there is plenty of females out there that's more attractive, or her personality is cool where we can click or whatever it is like that. It's just a connection that you've had with that person. Uh, a question that comes across in my mind though, like how I think about it, we've been together for so long and yeah, there's always some really cool people that we can connect with. Like for me, I would say temptations, temptations is like connecting with someone who has a really cool personality, someone that is easygoing, really good to chat to. 
And yeah, you may wonder like what it's like to date someone like that. But what I come back to is like, are you really going to throw away 10 years of relationship just because you're tempted to see where this new path may lead to? Yeah, that's true. And, and, it, and to put it in a perspective of that person that you've just met can provide you with 20% while you've got 80% at home, 20% of whatever temptation that you want. So there's something that they can provide that you don't have at home. What's it, why is it worth risking 80% and losing that 80%? to have the taste of that 20%. And like, I think the way that we work is really good. So for example, I did meet this really cool guy who's really down to earth, really intellectual, really lovely to talk to. I actually come home and I tell you, I met this guy, he's so cool, he's very down to earth, he's really friendly, and he, we had a really good conversation. And that's just the really casual, open, honest thing that I come home and tell you. I feel like the things that lead to cheating or temptations or not and dishonesty is because you keep these things away from your partner. Yeah, so so. And like I think, I'm not saying that you have to like report every conversation yeah, yeah, of course. that you've had. Yeah, of course. And I think the communication piece is can help as well. Like for an example, if I see a hot chick, I'll tell you, Hey, she's pretty good looking or she's pretty or she's cute. And I, sometimes I would ask you, do you agree? And I think that that's just the nature of our relationship as well. And I don't know, it's just something different that we've got that I, I, got, I just never had that temptation point where it's like, oh, fuck, I really need to go and poontang this chick or go out there and do this and that. You know what I mean? Like, I, Yeah. So I think that's, a, that's our way of dealing with temptations. It's quite easy. It's just genuinely being honest with each other and then coming back to we've built so much together we've worked through a lot and there's and it's just back to being grateful for what we have like I genuinely am grateful for you and the things that we do together how we do things the chats that we have and just remembering all those good things and yeah there are great things outside but don't throw away something you've been building with someone for such a long time Exactly right. And that goes back to what I was saying before. It's like you've got 80% at home, 20% that you've just met. Is it really worth wasting that one moment, that one time to have a taste of that 20% and lose that 80% that you've built over the years? Even for us earlier in the relationship, there's still so much to learn about each other. Like you may think that you know so much about someone. Like coming from our point of view, we knew each other for six years. So yeah, I've know, I know a lot about you. Like may not be like the ins and out of your deepest stories but even earlier into the first or second year of relationship with it we would have learned that but we still had so much to learn about each other and we had to work through all the challenges and learning all the small little things that you do and don't like and we built all that over the years and now you throw it all away it's kind of like you've just wasted your time yeah but i think the best question here is have you had temptations I don't know like I'm not that kind of person like even before dating you and like high school uni I've never been that kind of person that's like oh check out that guy he's so cute or like oh this guy seems like an interesting kind of person so I would say that I've been interested by someone's personality or characteristics but I've never been like physically attracted to someone well I don't think temptations have to be physical like it could be you're just really interested with someone, then you're curious, like what's it like to be with them? But I've never gotten to that point where I'm like, hmm, 
I, I want to see what it's like to be with that person where I'm like, oh, I want to hang out with him more or something. Uh, I'm just like, oh, yeah, this guy's pretty cool. Like, he's pretty interesting. And that's pretty much it. Right. Have you? Yeah. My mind, my mind's weird. So, okay. So, let me backtrack here. Coming from a guy's point of view. Yeah, coming from a guy's point of view. And I talk about this with my friends actually quite a bit. But, we, you know, sometimes I have dreams, random fucking dreams where I'll be like, oh, what is it like to date a girl from this kind of race or this culture? At least in your dreams, you're still very open. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, just my mind thinks like that. It's just like, oh, I wonder what it's like in this scenario. I wonder what it's like in that scenario. And it's like, you know, those moments where you're like, oh, I wonder what it's like having money or being rich. So you just fantasize. It's just like fantasizing and that's normal. That's natural. People mm. have these kind of dreams too. And it, it's it's completely normal. And I think, yeah, that- there have been moments where I'm out there, I'm like, fuck, I've built a good relationship with someone. I'm like, fuck, if I was dating this chick, you know. But that's actually a really good analogy. It's like, it's similar to imagining what's it like to be rich or like, imagine what it's like if I could just hop on a jet and fly to Paris tomorrow Correct. or something like yeah. that. So it's, a, it's quite a good analogy, I would say. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, it, it's about, uh, I guess I think of it not just based off the experience, but the journey. Like just being curious about, oh well, if I took this pathway, what did what would that look like? What what would that entail? So when you think of these things, are they just thoughts that come and go? Like you don't really sit on it and be like, hmm, like I mm. want to fulfill this, like yeah, it's just something that curiosity. That's, it's like sporadic. Sometimes I will think about, it, I'm like, oh, oh shit, oh, ooh, <laughs> oh, ooh, ooh. Ooh. and and sometimes like I'll, I'll like for example, I'll be like I work in the city. Sometimes I walk through a city and I see this real pretty chick. I'm like, ooh, oh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, but like you but just let it calm you, let Yeah, it go. it's just like an initial like thought and then I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And then I just go back to what I was doing. Yeah, so I think that's the thing about it is like some people may think about it so much that they want to feed that curiosity, whereas you just, you have that thought, then you're like, okay, cool, that's it. Yeah. So the thing that's on the back of it though, because obviously relationships – they kind of like ebb and flow. It come like it, they have their highs, they have their lows, and the thing that people ask about us too is like, what do we do if we feel that the relationship has become a bit stale? I mean, this is the ultimate juicy question that I think a lot of people want to know. We go to swingers and open. Hope. <laughs> <laughs> you no, go to swingers, <laughs> not I'm me. Joking. Nah, all jokes aside. Um. I don't know. I think we as a couple, we don't have much expectations from each other. We're quite simple. Yeah. So I think it doesn't take a lot for us to make things exciting again. Like we'll just either look up something different, different places to go to if we haven't gone out in a while because we don't generally go on a lot of dates. I think the reason why a relationship for us personally go stale is because we do a lot of work we do our own things a lot and we may have put in our relationship in the back burner and then we start to find these cues where we're like okay we haven't actually hung out a lot and maybe we start become a little bit easily agitated more than usual then you realize hey maybe it's because we actually haven't given each other attention let's drop everything and go and try this new restaurant. Yeah. Let's go do something else. Yeah, but we're different in the fact that it's like a lot of po- a lot of people probably think that it's the physical or the sexual side of things, but it's it's more than that. It's just like the time and and just actually spending time together. 
I think that's a, the, the difference. And look, that is what works for us. And there, I know there are people out there and I know people who have done this, whether it's more about the physical aspect, it's more about the sexual side of things. And yeah, it could be. And if that's yeah. how it is, then, then you, you yeah. know, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. And it's just about figuring out like what works for you guys. Yeah, but like for me, I just think it's just the the quality time and the emotional connection comes before all the other stuff because it leads up to all the other things like physical, sexual, whatever it is. But I think what's important is building the foundation of having time together, spending time together, going out to explore things. That's how you change things up because it gets stale because you haven't put time into it and that's the only reason why. You may feel like you are putting time together and you are doing the same thing every single day for months or for years and it becomes stale because it's just the same routine every single day and that's why you need to change it up. Yeah, which makes sense, right? It's just changing it up a little bit or even having those date nights and stuff like that just to sort of juice it up a bit. Yeah, and that's something that we had to do. So one clear example was we start to become more agitated with each other and then it like turns into like a blame game like you don't do this you don't do that and we realize it's because we don't actually have any dedicated date times or going out or doing something for ourselves so we made it a non-negotiable for us that every day on saturday we make at least one hour like not saying that you do for one hour it could go for longer if we're actually having fun at least one hour to go and do something for ourselves for the relationship. So that's like a non-negotiable that non-negotiable that we've done for ourselves for our relationship. Yeah, and it can be anything that's fucking simple as shit. Like I don't know, it going out to our favorite drink spot or trying new places to eat or trying new places for dessert, mm. like those things, or even just like a simple drive somewhere. Yeah, it, like we're really basic when it comes to that. Yeah, but you know, it's all about figuring that out that in your own relationship that might help you too yeah so onto the juicy er part have you ever been cheated on uh i, I don't know if it's defined as <laughs> fucking cheating but there's this one relationship where fucking weird story but she went over so i was dating her she went over to the, some dude's house but did she tell you that or did you figure out that she went to someone's so, house? Okay, so long story short, she told me at the end, she said, I went over to this guy's house to check out his shoes. <laughs> what the? Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Who does that? <laughs> Who go-? Like, And uh, respect to the guys or the girls that are into their kicks and their shoes and whatnot. But it was strange to me because it's like I, went over, I want to go over to this guy's sh- house at nighttime specifically to go and look at his shoe collection. Wait, so has she gone over already or she was- She already went over. Uh. And basically the day after that, it was just like, yeah, I'm breaking up with you. <laughs> so it's kind of like, well, okay. That guy just had some really good kicks, okay? He had, was it Jordan's Air Force yeah, Ones Yeah, fuck or knows. But look, you know, it was, I don't know if, if that was the case in terms of like the whole cheating thing. But yeah. it, when you talk about that situation, that scenario, it's a bit strange, like- and I'm sure there was other things that led up to the, you know, the breakup. But to, I guess the final set off was is like, oh, I'm going to go over to this guy's fucking house that I've only just met for the first week or first like few days and check out his shoes. <laughs> like, 
bruv. Like, who the fuck does that? And it's funny because you used to be really into your shoes too. So and she I was didn't into like- shoes too, man. I've got a massive more. Well, I used your to. Your shoes just aren't good enough, okay? Well, I had a collection too. Well, yeah, like Air Force One, Nikes, you know, high tops, mid tops, you know, Maybe Cortez, she, all that sort of shit. She Adidas, not Nike, okay? <laughs> caught, yeah, uh, was it Adidas, Superstars? Those were the sick shoes back in the day. <laughs> yeah, that That's was my... Funny. My little story. But did you, so after she broke up with you, did you question it? Did you say anything? Oh, hell yeah. I fucking questioned that shit. I was like, which sly motherfucker goes <laughs> over to someone's house just to check out the shoes that you've only just met that person for a few days, let alone a week? What's she say? She's like, oh. See you later. See ya. It's Bye. been a long <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And that, that was what happened. I don't know if it actually happened, like as in that some, the dirty happened, but I just thought it was very strange. That you've done that. Very interesting story. Yeah. Have you had an experience like that? Well, as you already know, I haven't really dated many people before you, so no. But yeah, I can't say that I've had any cheating experience. Well, you're lucky because, yeah. Did you feel a certain way though after oh, that, hell yeah, that story and then she broke up with you? Yeah, of course. I was fucking upset as fuck. You like sit in your bed mate. and play some boy band songs. Yeah, and- I was just fucking, you know, at home, just crying to myself a little bit, like a little bitch. Yeah. Like that, was it fresh off the boat, the Eddie boy lying in his bed because that girl didn't like him? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> kind of like that. It took me a little. Till the end. <laughs> yeah, it, t- it took me a little time to get over it, but look. Was it- that your first girlfriend or? Uh, probably. One of the early. Yeah, one of my early ones. But, mm. you know, it is what it is, I guess. Mm. And then in terms of cheating, because I know that people have different views. Some people say, like, as long as they've told you that they cheated, that's okay. But do you think the time it took for them to confess you, is that also an issue? Confess you. Confess yeah. to you. <laughs> is that also, Bruh. does uh, it matter? Oh, uh, I think so. I think if you, I think if you've, if you've done something and you've just dug it on, like snuck it under the rug and just left it compile itself and decompose and fucking stink. And then as soon as you unravel it, it's just like a big, massive, like nuclear bomb that hits you in the face. <laughs> I think, yeah, it does. Uh, I would say from my point of view, it would matter. It's like saying, oh, I cheated on you and I left it out for the next five years. Five um, years is a long time. Okay, okay let's say uh, one year. I One didn't tell you shit. Okay, fine. Six months. I didn't tell you shit. And we were all good and dandy. And then next minute, I'm like, hey, guess what? Okay, I'm just telling you. I poon tanked some other chick six months ago, sucker. And then. No, okay. So a lead on question from that. What if they cheated and then they didn't have any interactions or talk to that person anymore? But they did confess to you six months later. I I would still come back to like, you should have told me earlier. Yeah, because I'm just thinking like if they did it and they may have understood that it's like a mistake and then they don't want anything to do with that person anymore. But now they're just sitting in their guilt. So that's why it took them so long to confess. And then they told you, like, do you think that you can still rekindle the relationship if that happened? Okay, so speaking from from my point and my perspective only, I think if let's just say in this situation you did you did the dirty, you yeah, didn't tell me until I mean, but one of your ex- you, <laughs> you didn't tell me until six months later. Yeah, 
but you obviously cut ties. You don't talk to that person anymore. It's just one night, poontang, that's it, okay? And you told me, you said, hey, I did this. I think I would definitely be upset, but I also would be like, I wish you told me earlier. And I would also evaluate my situation at that time. So what's our relationship like? What's where we at at this point in time? I think I would also want to see, like for me, actions speak louder than words. So I would actually, even though, like, say you have told me that you've done this, you haven't had any interactions with them and you apologize for what's happened. I would want to see you prove that, that you are not talking to that person anymore. You're not actively trying to seek relationships outside. Then I'd be like, okay, like I would try to rekindle it. But if it's like, you I can still see you hanging out with like other girls or even if it's not the girl that you cheated with but you're still doing things that are questionable then I'm like okay I don't want a part of this but then what about situations where it's like it was a silent ninja attack what do you mean silent where ninja attack? like for example if I cheated on you but I am a, I'm a saint where I normally don't hang out with girls I don't do any of that shit but would that one time happened, just the one time, how would you, like to apply that in that theory of what you just said, how would that work then? I think I'd feel worse because you don't hang out with girls and then it's like out of the blue, you just went and did it with another girl. Then I'm like, okay, what the hell? Like, what is this? Yeah. So is that savable then? Like if from your point of view, like. It really depends on your actions from that point on, from your confession and what you've done like up until you confessed and also from here onwards, what are you going to do? It's always the same thing. Like for me, it's like, yeah, you've told me, yeah, that's great, but what are you going to do from here on? How I see it is like, yeah, it could have been something from the relationship that could have stemmed that. Like either we were, like, we were stale for too long to the point that you've lost interest or some an attitude that I've been giving you that you don't like and I wasn't listening to you or something like that. Once we've talked that through and we've come to an agreement, like I've got to fix some stuff, you've got to fix some stuff. But from that point onwards, if you're still not taking the appropriate actions to show that you still treasure or value this relationship, then what's the point? I can try as hard as I can to rekindle the relationship, but if I can see that you're not trying, I'm not going to bother. Yeah, that's a good point. I think I would probably be something similar too. If that was the flip side, I think the intent and the action, I guess, it would help me sort of make my decision. Yeah. And this is just to be clear, like this is after we've talked it out, we've both, like I've tried what I could on my end and like to see how we can continue this. And that's where I'll be making my decision yep. on to not so better things. <laughs> if this person that cheated on you, you entered a relationship, you've moved on, whatever. And then you somehow reconnected with them and you still find attraction with them. Would you take her back? Or under what circumstance would you take someone back? Like for an example, if I was a, if I were to bring it back to that, that relationship that I told you about, the shoes. Yeah. If I ever got back into a relationship with this person, first of all, she's actually really attractive. Okay. Like that box is already ticked. She's attractive. So I'm like, okay, yeah, that physical aspect, done deal. <laughs> The second thing is more about the intention and her personality. I think that's what we need to, I need to understand again, because obviously some time has passed 
And now I'm rekindling or reconnecting with this person. So if this person wants to come back into the relationship, I need to understand where she at, what's her headspace at for me to go, okay, can I reconsider this person as a relationship? And I don't mean short-term bullshit. I'm talking about long-term. But would you want to see her values and what she sees in the relationship too? Correct. But also, do you think how long you've dated someone affects your decision for that? So say you dated her for five years, she cheated, and then she came back like a year after. Would you take her back as opposed to someone you dated for three months? Mm. I think if it's long-term, probably not. I think it's a long-term thing. She's cheated for a reason. She's obviously wasn't satisfied or she, you know, they say when girls cheat belong into the streets, men throw them back to the streets. <laughs> the Them holes belong to the streets. We don't even hear these things. But anyway, like what, likewise, if it's a long term, probably not, man. But yeah. if it's a short term thing, maybe because I'd probably do the, I'll probably give it, I, I'm a person who likes to, you know, maybe seek a little revenge a little bit. What the hell? Not seek a little not revenge. That's not even a relationship. But, you know, that's just, I mean, depends on the situation, where I'm at, what's my headspace, what's her headspace. In a short term perspective, yeah, maybe. But long term, probably not, man. Yeah, oh. I think if it was like a long term thing and they cheated. I think it's because you've just invested so much emotions and attachment into that. It's just built up so many memories and all that kind of stuff. So if they've cheated for me, I personally wouldn't take them back. Yeah. And it'd be hard to take them back for me. Yeah. And also it comes to the extent of what they've done as well. It kind of leads back to what we were saying before, like what's their, you know, what their choices and their actions are after we've had the talk about yeah. where we go from here kind of thing. And if they did come back, say, a year later, it'd be the same conversation. And where do we go from here? Yeah. But actually, my I would say my views and opinions on cheating now, I wouldn't say quite different, but it has sort of evolved from what I used to see it as. My typical thoughts of cheating back then is just probably what everyone else or most people out there think. is like, you've cheated, you're a bad person, that's it. Like, you don't really think much of it. But I think come to dig deeper from like people I know in my life and have gone through disloyalty and stuff and seeing these people and getting to know these people as they are as a person you kind of understand that there's actually more to cheating sometimes it's just the emotions do take over from you and like the person themselves aren't a bad person they're very they are really nice they're very genuine they do care for you and stuff like that and mistakes do happen so this is how I see it now. Whereas back then I'm like, you cheated, you're a bad person. But it's really not that case. Like there are nice people out there who do mistake. Like yep. you yourself make mistakes all the time. And sometimes the cheating action that may have happened is also a mistake. So do you agree with that term people say, what was it? Once a cheater, always a cheater. Mm, I don't know. I have mixed views on that. It's because, yeah, because like people who make mistakes, sometimes they may be able to make that mistake again because they still haven't really learnt or fully learnt what they need to do. So I say, yes, it can happen. Once a cheater, always a cheater. But I think what I'm trying to say is I've differentiated the label from a cheater is a bad person as opposed to a cheater can be all sorts of people. They could be good people. They could be bad people. The intentions are all different. So that's what I'm saying. That's the thing that I've learned. Yeah. 
Because I heard people who have cheated before and realize after doing that, they would never do that again. Yeah, so I'm not saying that like all people are like that, like all cheaters are always going to be cheaters. There are people who do actually learn from their mistakes or do realize that it's not the right thing to do or do realize other things. So I think there's a mixture. Also, again, comes back to the character, what they've learned, lessons that they've learned as well. Yeah. And I think for me to chime in on that one, in my earlier days, I think when you cheat, and I think that it also applies to social stigma back then too. I think like even with like your social groups and stuff like, like a that. name and shame. Yeah, it's kind of like a name and shame. You've you done something, oh, he or she's a slut. Like there's always that shame kind of thing. Like, oh, it's a bad thing. And like you said, there is always a reason why they've done it. I think nowadays it's more like trying to understand why. Why did that happen? Rather than immediately dismissing it and saying, closing it off and saying, you cheated, see you later. It's more like, okay, you cheated, why? Yeah, obviously this hoping that this will never happen say you did cheat or i have seen cues of cheating i'm not a person that would like just come in and lash out and be like oh my god why'd you do this i would actually ask these questions and be like you know what's happening here like what's happening with this girl are you friends with her or like whatever and just purely trying to let you explain yourself yeah so no i definitely understand and then another question I want to ask, this is just kind of seeing what you feel is cheating. So if you just broke up with someone and you can see that your ex, your now ex, is actually interested in someone already, do you think that's kind of cheating? So you've broken up? Yeah, you're like you've literally just broken up. So oh, okay. let's say your your shoe girl, yeah, yeah, yeah. your Air Force Nike yeah, one. get this, yep. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then like she's already interested in someone else. Like you can see her maybe posting photos with another guy or is hanging out. Oh, and okay. Dinner. Is that counted as cheating? No, I don't think that's counted as cheating. And that did happen actually. What? So basically, whatever happened, ended up breaking up, and then I think it was pretty much straight into the next one. So I mean, like, look. We don't know that we don't know these situations. Obviously, it's case by case. But if I were to see that, then I would have I would have assumed that that person was already planning to do that and see that person. Mm. So, like it, for an example, it's like saying, okay, we we are together, and I found another female who I've got a You're great now relationship starting with. To like hang I'm out with starting them. to hang out with them. And I'm, I, you know, either she's more attractive, she's got this other 50% that I want. And basically, I said, okay, I'm going to give you up. Let's break up. And I'm going to go straight for her without giving it some sort of grace period. It's just like, I've already made my mind up that I want this person. So your intent at the end of it wasn't even was, to keep the relationship. Correct. Yeah. The intent was never to be, uh, I appreciate it. It's I'm on to the next one. Yeah. I don't define that as cheating. I define that as the intent of that person was already wanting at that point. Wanting to leave. Wanting to leave already, basically. No, I agree with that because I feel like some people do consider that as cheating. Because remember that episode that we had, like different types of cheating? There's also like emotional cheating as well. So it could come across as that, I guess, because emotionally they weren't even in that relationship anymore. They were already looking for the next person that they want to be with. Yeah, and you don't think of it like that, right? You think, oh, cheating is the physical aspect, but all forms of 
of cheating, I guess. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> our episode on cheating. Let us know what your thoughts are and comment on our Instagram to let us know what other topics you like to hear around relationships, mindset, and self-help. Yeah. And keep in mind, like what we've discussed today, those are the things that we figured out over time. And it may not work for you guys, but it's about figuring it out within yourselves. You know what I mean? And it takes time. Sometimes it takes years to figure out what works or how that person does things or likes things. And, you know, for us, it's more that emotional component of the relationship. I think the important thing in the end is just being open and honest with your partner at the current time. If you want to try different things, if you want to explore different avenues, like it's just about being open. Exactly back to that example, if I met someone who is very interesting, really intellectual, intellectual, and I did really enjoy that conversation, I just purely let you know, I'm like, I met this really cool guy today, blah, blah, blah. And then if you were looking at like some chick on Instagram, whatever, you kind of like show me and all that kind of stuff, he's just being very open and honest and it. Like for us, it's as simple as breathing now. Like we are just like that in our relationship. But yeah, just find something that works for you and your partner and, you know, to be able to be open and honest with each other. Peace out. A-Town. Goodbye. Thank you so much for joining us and tuning in to this episode. If you're loving this podcast, please hit the follow or subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to. Ding, ding. It would mean the world to us if you could give us a star rating and feedback so we can continue to improve on bringing better content to you. Yeah, yeah. If you found this episode helpful in any way or you know someone who'd need this, please share it with them as we're all about helping each other out. Don't forget we love listening to your ideas too. So make sure you share any topics that you'd like us to cover or questions you might have to our Instagram with the handle Ask the Joy Podcast. Slide it into our DMs, baby. Pika pika. You can stay in the loop of all the behind the scenes or the release of our new episodes there too. All right, that's it for now. And we'll see you back here for our next episode. Bye. Bye.